Okay. Dude, no way. My phone's timer app updated and now the flag is on the opposite side. And in the place of where the flag when someone swears used to be is now the reset timer button. <laughs> which I would not like to press in the middle of recording. Sounds like you might listen to this episode a couple times. <laughs> God damn it. Matt, you don't have an iPhone, right? No. Cobb does. I saw a good meme today. It was like iPhone, like we're going to update while you're over while you're asleep tonight. It's like iPhone user like, sure, cool. Next morning, iPhone. Ah, couldn't do it, man. The vibes were just off when feeling it. It's yeah. like I've only I haven't had this iPhone for a year, but every time it needs to update, it's like, well, update overnight. Then like the next day, it's like, yeah, we still got to update. We haven't done it. It's like, come on. You said you're going to do it overnight. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, I actually couldn't download an app for a gym today because my iPhone hadn't updated. <laughs> the vibes were off. That's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> We got nine emails. All right. You guys ready to rock? Dude, I'm feeling a half hour younger than usual. Yeah, I got a little more energy. Let's do it. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tits. Starring the tits. Start. The, uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, down to the bottom square, getting all fired up. We're getting up earlier tonight, folks. Goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But this year, it's our time. Let's go, boys. Half hour younger today. Bringing that figure. <laughs> Up there in the uh, top square, beaming in, wearing a cool Firebirds uh, hoodie. Matt, comma the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Dude, thanks for noticing my new hoodie. I did. All right, so, right. The What are they, the Palm Springs Firebirds? Coachella Valley. Yeah. Okay, so obviously it's a minor league affiliate to, well, not obviously. It's a minor league affiliate to Seattle Kraken. So obviously I know who they are. But Matt living down there and being such a big fan, we all know they lost in the finals last year to the Hershey Bears. They hate it, Hershey Bears. Mm. <laughs> so the other day, Cobb, I'm on Instagram or something, and Fuego, which is the name of the mascot for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, he's like, boom, got a bobblehead. Like, you know, like just it's in stores or at the arena now. So, like, I go to tag Matt. It must have been on Twitter. Then I was like, eh. I'm not going to tag him. Like, I should just buy that. I like basically, I think it was, it was like later last week, like Thursday or Friday. I was like, well, I'll talk to him Tuesday and try to feel him out. Like, I'm just going to get it for him. And the next day, Matt Instagrammed a picture of him with the bobblehead. I was like, all right, he's, he's already on it. I don't even have to tell him. Damn, true fan. Yeah. Yeah. They were giving him away uh, Wednesday night. And, then I'll talk about it on what's Matt and then, uh, but yeah, I, I managed to snag one on the way in. And then these hoodies have been, we saw them like a year ago in a game with Carson and his girlfriend. And we were like, dude, those are so tight. And we went to the store. They're like, dude, those sold out in like an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> wow. 
sure enough, <laughs> they had some this time. And I, and then we went to the first place. It was all XLs. And then we go to the other one, the, the other shop. Uh, and it was like XL, XL, XL. And then but buried underneath them, two mediums. It was perfect. Let's go. So, Let's go. Which yeah. is weird because usually I feel like XLs are gone first because that's like the most common one. Yeah. So it's I'm like, oh, yeah, because I know at work we like XLs and larges are always out of stock. But if you want like a medium or a double X, you can find them sometimes. And then we had to make some big, like real big boy sizes. <laughs> but yeah, like XLs. I mean, I, I know people that aren't even big. They're just taller. They wear XL. Like I'm an XL. Like I just feel like XL is like the, the one everybody rocks. Well, especially with hoodies. Yeah. I got a lot of small t-shirts. I got some mediums, but hoodies are always a medium. Ted, this might be a sensitive question. But some people who listen to this don't know that much about when you were younger. Were you ever a yeah. big dogs guy? Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> you were the Hell best. yeah, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Big dogs clothing. I always saw that in the mall. I was like, nice. Hell yeah. it like big dogs stay on or something on the porch and like the view never changes unless you're the lead dog. Big dogs. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Like, yeah. Yeah. I used to rock a lot of that gear. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like trying to look up some some of their t-shirt slogans now yeah those were good god that's exactly my house my rules if you can't run with the big dogs stay on the porch that's what it was <laughs> i had that shirt <laughs> oh that's awesome dude all right so uh so that's so ridiculous week, everybody talks if you you talk to yourself sometimes right always just kind of natural so the other day at uh, Costco, I meant to say it to myself, but I said it out loud and I was looking at their shepherd's pie, right? Like, and I just went, well, that's a lie. And like, nobody said anything, <laughs> but I have recently come to discover that shepherd's pie has to be made with lamb. If it's like a shepherd's pie, but it has beef in it or anything else, it's a cottage pie. That's the difference between a cottage pie and a shepherd's pie. So as much as I love Costco, bit of a thro throne of uh, lies they're living on there. It's beef in there. It's not. It's oh, not lamb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sitting on a castle full of customers they pretend to care about. Jesus, that does <laughs> make also, sense that that would be the shepherd's pie. Right, because you know? people don't know this. Me and Jesse got all fired up and started looking into it. And like, it makes sense. It has to be lamb because like cows don't have shepherds. They got cowboys. Yeah. And it kind of I bet the cottage pie came first. And it's like, oh, yeah, like the weird version that you just had. Like that's from the shepherds. He's eating the lambs. See, I think the shepherd pie showed up first and then pubs and stuff were like, well, we don't have that much lamb around. Let's just use ground beef. But then why would they call it a cottage? pie? Because you get it at the cottage. Do you get the shepherd's pie at the shepherd? Well, no. It has lamb, and there's shepherds for lambs. That's what I'm saying. So, like, why is it not the cowboy pie? Or well, whatever they, their wranglers were called. They, in, they don't English. have cowboys in, in Great Britain. <laughs> but, like, they had beef, so somebody's dealing with those cows, you know? I mean, you're right, but you got to keep in mind that, like, in Wales, which is part of Great Britain, there's more sheep than people. So I feel like the shepherd pie was super popular than over the years, like the pubs or maybe you go drinking in a cottage. Either way. God damn it. I'm Googling it as fast as I can. So today. Oh, I'll, I'll, you don't want to know what? 
The term cottage pie predates shepherds by nearly a century. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> First you win line. The- Let's go. You win this one, Cobb. <laughs> it's our year, baby. <laughs> I don't know why I'm mad about it. Damn yeah, you. Who cares? <laughs> so we started, to, I forget what we were talking about today, like talking to ourselves. We were on the men's room. And then I was like, oh, we we're talking about bad habits. And I go, that is a weird habit I have, right? Like now that I know the difference between cottage pie and shepherd's pie, like I just can't let it go. Like my buddy Rob was making a cottage pie on Saturday, and I was like, ah, glad you called it a cottage pie. Not you're not living, you're not lying. And he's like, what? And I explained the difference, and he's like, oh, so it's like trying- your bison thing. Okay, that was another. You're Mister Bison, dude. Was the bison, and then uh, I was at a bar like a year ago <laughs> with a buddy, and they had southwestern egg rolls, and I was like, excellent. I love a southwestern egg roll. And then when they came out, I was like, oh, hey, we ordered the Southwestern egg rolls. And she's like, the, that's them. And I was like, oh, OK, that's a spring roll wrapper. But it's so it's you're a, a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Right. Wow. Ted, keeping people in check, dude. I love it. <laughs> so I was asked you guys, like, like, we know the bison buffalo. Like, you got any weird little like things like that where you're just like, no, man, it's it's got to be correct. Like, and I don't think I'm a dick about it. It's just once I know, I can't go back. Wow, Ted does love a pernicious detail. Um, I do have stuff like that. It's not one thing in, uh, specific, but the uh, the woman I'm dating often will make up like a version of a word that doesn't exist, and I know. Cause it just, it sticks out to me like a sore thumb, but when she doesn't know, I just like, I just have to ignore it and it just sticks in my craw sometimes. Um, but yeah, that, and then what are the things that people are specific about? Uh, I, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've really shied away from correcting people, but it was definitely, there was definitely an era. Yeah. I get it. And I don't know that it's correcting people. Right. I mean, I just seem like an insane person being like, well, that's a lie. It's obviously a cottage pie. (laughs) But I still like, like I said, it's a bad habit, but it's just like those little things. Just I don't know. They they just stick with me. It's like, well, if we want to be right about it, let's be right about it. Dude, you know what it is that I correct is colloquialisms when people are like, oh, it's coming down the pipe. And I'm like, no, no, it's coming down the pike. They're like, what? Or like you know, skid road. And I'm like, you mean skid row? And like little ones, like the, I think the colloquialisms and regional addiction is the one where, where they catch me. Directions drive me up a wall too. Somebody says like from Seattle says I'm heading up to Tacoma. I'm like, no, you're not. Oh God. I know that does kill me too. God, why does that mess with us? Why should we care? I don't know, but it just does. Yeah. Same. Or honestly, when people are like, oh, it's on the right side of the street. And you're like, if you're headed which way, like the right could be on any side of the street. Like, it drives me crazy. I like sometimes I'll be hearing like two women talk at, not to just call them not directly, but they don't use north, south, east and west almost at all. The few who do blow my mind every time I'm always impressed and I give them props. But there's like, oh, yeah, you go like kind of, you know, up and you're like up the hill. And they're like, no, like up the street. And you're like, which way up the street to the north? Or to the to the west? Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Sorry, Matt. <laughs> it drives me crazy because I'm just like, just tell me the direction. <laughs> this could be a one sentence conversation. <laughs> yeah, and then there's other stuff like sometimes at the weed shop, and it doesn't matter what weed shop you go to. Like, I'm just like, I I like indicas. 
like this, like I just want a good post work, like, you know, and it's like, I, I don't need to know about the turbines or turpines and this and that. Like sometimes I'm like, this, this is too much, man. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, it's like when I'm at a bar, if there's an IPA or something or even a beer, I don't know. And I go, how is it? And the guy goes, do you like IPAs? I go, yeah. I go, yeah. You know, it's, it's a little this or that, like hey, enough for me. Right. Like worst right. case scenario, I don't like it. So like there's some things where I'm like, I don't need all the explanation. But if you if I was at an Irish pub and I was like, excuse me, is this made with lamb? Like, no. I'm like, it's a fucking cottage pie, you ballad. We don't say enough on this podcast. I know that we, we don't. a few words that still hits. Like I'm gonna believe it anyways. It's the same as fuck. That's true. Hey, I'm thinking about throw- Go ahead, cop. Oh, uh, some places it's a term of endearment. Like, oh yeah, Ted, he's a proper c. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking about working it into the vocab. Oh, I thought you were gonna say working it into the show, like the radio show. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> well, Ted's no. out here just giving zero Fs. <laughs> That'd be awesome, dude. <laughs> you said zero Fs, like as we use the word. C- yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Throw Save a couple of those management's way, you know. <laughs> I will say this: you drop a C bomb even in a beer garden, you're like, "Ooh, Ooh somebody's yeah. English or As Australian." I'm saying, people feel it. Like everyone's like, does the little quick head turn. <laughs> uh, speaking of where it's used as a term of endearment, I got my uh, Australian hookup coming through tomorrow. He's in Seattle on business. He's from Melbourne. And uh, you guys ever been to my place where I have like Tim Tams or like Australian candies? Like Aaron always sends them over. So he's like, can I see the studio? I'm like, yeah. And he's bringing me a real cricket ball. Ooh, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, all right. Then I was like, come out of the studio. I was like, dude, I'll go get a beer with you, mate. Like, <laughs> like you've been sending me stuff from Australia for like six or seven years. Like, he's like, you sure you don't mind? I'm like, nah, I'll go get a beer with you. What the hell? That's awesome. I uh, do you have a spot in mind? You don't have to say what it is, but I'm just curious if you pick it out uh, time or if you. Yeah, I have two spots in mind: one in Soto and one down in SeaTac. SeaTac, nice. I think I know where that is. That's wow. That's a proper setup. <laughs> well, he's he's just in town for business. So he's like, dude, I'm just at a hotel by the airport. I was like, all right, no sweat. Like, I'll hop on the light rail. Like, I'll I'll come down and check you out after work. Nice. I always hate when people uh, are like, oh, yeah, like I, I stayed in Seattle before. And you're like, oh, where'd you stay at? And they're like, oh, down in like uh, Tequila. And you're like, all right, <clears throat> you've never seen the city. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he's going to come up and have a beer with you in town. I'm just saying like, I don't know. It would, Honestly, that was a very personal anecdote from this guy from Boston who came to Seattle like three times. Always stayed down there and never actually came into the city. His like meetings were down there. And then he was like, There's nothing to do. I'm like, Well, you were in Tequila. What what do you want me to say? Oh, I know. I went through it a few months ago with a uh I was sitting in my buddy's house. We're sitting on his deck and like we're having a nice dinner and like drinks and everything. And this one guy who, you know, sometimes you talk to somebody right away and they kinda I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm just like, This guy's fine. I would not be friends with him. You know, he was, uh, damn, was, Ted. well, he was like, <laughs> I mean, he was, he lived in Houston and was like trying to be cool and like downplay that he worked at NASA. 
And like, it's finally somebody's like, do you, do you work at NASA? And he's like, well, yeah, I just, I don't like to talk about it a ton or whatever. And I'm like, I know two people personally that work at NASA. <laughs> and then like, and I tried to tell him like, actually my buddy. And he's like, yeah. Like, I was like, hmm, okay. So I'm already not a huge <laughs> fan. And, and granted, I showed up a little later. It was like a Sunday evening. I showed up a little later. I think he had already had a little little bit of the wine or whatever. But like, but same thing like Seattle. He starts going off because it was like a nice like October Sunday evening. The sun's sh- still shining. Like you're just in hoodies and a shirt. And he's like, this place sucks. Like it, all it does is rain and this and that. So he goes on like a five minute tirade of how bad Seattle is. And finally I go, well, when do you come to visit? Well, usually in February. I was just like, all right, dude. And like, he lives in Houston? Yeah. Wow. No comment. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Jesse, I get that. It's like, well, dude, if you only visit Seattle in the dead of winter, like, I don't know what you expect. It'd be like going, I don't know, to Houston or New Orleans in mid-July and being like, yeah. ah, it's always hot. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm sweating. Yeah, that's, dude, tell him to keep his city of rats. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that because Ted and I were in the tunnels beneath Houston. It was actually tight, but we were in, like, human traffic. Yeah, I I have yet to meet anybody unless they're from Houston to be like great town. Everybody's just like, yeah, it's just giant, and it's there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every, the saying is "keep Houston ugly," and I believe them. <laughs> they they did a good job on that. Yeah, <laughs> dead on. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's talk a little bit of Super Bowl. It's coming up this weekend. First of all, the most important question around this podcast involving the Super Bowl. Matt, people want to know, are you going to your fancy party or are you making wings? Uh, I'm going to the party again. But you're not making wings? No. I will speak for the listeners of the podcast and we say we're uh, we're disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want to overstep. They got it catered. It's, you know, yeah. What kind of restaurant? It, the the clubhouse. All right, I see. So it would be it would look out of place if you showed up with a pan full of wings. Yes. Do they have wings? No, they did not. I mean, I Cobb back. I know you don't have to back. Maybe Matt's setting a new president. I, that's tough because it is a little insulting for him to be like, well, I know it's catered, but last year there were no wings and I am the wing king. So, but that's tough. Cause it also is one of literally probably one of the nicest houses I've ever seen in my life. So like it, it is probably a little insulting actually for him to bring wings. I, I'm with Ted. I think you should bring them anyway, but yeah, that's a, t- yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- I, yeah. Matt, I think you're making the right call there. Dang it. I hate to say it. Thank you. I think Matt, you revert back. Think about when you used to drink. Was there ever a night maybe you got a little out of hand and were overconfident about something? I want you rolling in with drunk confidence with those wings. Obviously, don't drink alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and just come in and be like, you know, just I'm the wing king. Y'all need to try these wings. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, you just set them down mid-table. It's like, oh, we have a care. Like, I know. Yeah. yeah, you're going to have like that gunslinger confidence if you're going to do it. Like we're talking bandoleros and cowboy boots. Otherwise, don't even show up. <laughs> That's like when you look pull like a little sauce out of your 
out of your breast pocket, you know? I was just about to say, and right, like somehow you've gone to like a fast food joint and you just have personal little sauces. Like I brought sauce too, and just drop them on them. Yeah, this this does feel on the surface. It feels like it could be insulting, but I could actually see this being a big win, Matt. And it does make you a memorable guest rather than just another random person who, you know, showed up to the to their house to eat free food. Right. Trust me. I've run through the scenarios. <laughs> I've I've run the risk analysis. Uh I do it would be very bold and I think I could get away with it. Um but yeah, I'm just yeah, that's it's just there's a lot of dynamics at play there. Is the whole household aligned on that decision? What do you mean? Over there? Your house. Yes. All right. I mean, so when, okay, let me ask you this. Uh, So when does the Wing King, I mean, I I don't know. Like the Super Bowl was your thing. That's what I remember. You started making them and then you were perfecting them. Yeah. Right. Tame the beast before you let it out of its cage. And that's time to shine. Right. No, I, I know, boys. That's why I made them a bunch this season. And, you know, we got them in. And that's the thing. I I got the oven figured out over here now, so I I do it right. But it's just yeah, it'd be a lot on a lot of levels. Honestly, I'm hearing that. I'm back with Ted. I think big dick energy 2024. You bring the wings, put them on a nice platter, and just boom. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's not a lot he can say. Right, I've right. seen you do it before. I've been to a literally a Super Bowl party where you showed up with an aluminum container. The wings were already done, and you were like, "Here you go." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I was uh, when I was there last year. I was like, I totally could have done it, but it it's still yeah. It was just uh, I don't know a lot of people at the party still. Well, because you didn't make any food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Matt, you know, I saw photos of this house and well, it's like a twenty five million dollar mansion that sits up on a hill. I think of this as your Mount Olympus. I mean, these wings are an offering to the gods. You want them to be friends with you. You want them to like you, like give them something, a little sample. You know, a little flavor. I'm with, maybe now I'm back fully in Ted's camp, dude. Yeah, snap some of these people back to reality. Like, look, I know you can afford to have caterers, but. I put a little personal touch on mine. Yeah, exactly, man. That's look, you might like you play it safe and you might keep getting invited back, but you haven't been there since the last Super Bowl, correct? No, I went over to their house for other reasons. Oh, uh, non work professional or personal? Nice. Thank you. Personal. All right. All right. That seems like enough cachet to bring wings. Yeah. I just. I was under, I was still, uh, God damn it, guys. Like there's, things I don't want to like keep saying, but yeah, the, the dress Are there dynamics well, and undercurrents. And we there's don't know no about. formal dress code, but like just the way that they like the wings were a little messy, you know, like that's, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like, Hey, look, if you could afford Prada, you can afford a little wing sauce on your Prada. Dude, yeah. yeah. I don't I, I don't want to know how much the wives' nails cost. Like, All right, let me ask you this. What was the rest of the menu like? Was there like 
Was it like mm. a full on dinner? Was it like sports food? Are we talking avocado yeah. toast? Yeah, Americana, like Moroccan, little small tapas. Like, what are they doing? How are they living up Dude. there? How's the one percent? <laughs> Remember when I got this job and we just said we weren't going to talk about my work? Yep, yep, my, my bad. So, <laughs> I'm really just focused on the wings. No, the in this food, party. I want to say there was sliders. Like it was definitely something that wings could have right. gone with, but it was catered for like halftime. Like we wouldn't have the the wings. The party I went to, like I bring them and they're still kind of warm, and I just put them out. And then it's like the way it just—it wouldn't have been. And the way the house is laid out, there's not really a central place for me to just like bring them to everybody at once. And so it is a massive house. That's true. Yeah, the yeah. the whole layout and flow. Like I don't want to just plop wings down just anywhere at this place. That's true, and they'll <laughs> just kind of be looking sad. I mean, look. <laughs> I will say, and, and look, I, I get you're making the right decision. Fill it out this year. Honestly, I want a text message from you at one point that either says I made the right call or I should have brought wings. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just for me personally, because I will forget and I'll be sitting there with uh, with a couple buddies and somebody that's a massive fan of this podcast. and I'll be like, ah, I knew it. <laughs> should have brought the damn wings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The thing is, though, we don't get to see like the fallout if he did bring wings. Like somebody accidentally wipes their hand on a white couch, you know, a thirty thousand dollar sofa. I mean, just anything I, could happen. Also, I will say, Super Bowl was one of the few like get-togethers where, like, I feel like a normal football Sunday, right? Like, let's say I invite you guys and your girls over, right? You might show up, and I'll go like, "Hey, should we?" You know, either there's something in the crock pot or like, should we order pizzas? And then we order them and eat them together. I feel like Super Bowl is the one day where like, if I say we're meeting at noon, that to me, that says at 1201, any of the food that's out is open game. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, it's the one day where I'm like, you don't really have to wait around. It's most holidays. You kind of got to wait for everybody to get there. Mm. But like a couple of years ago, I was up at Jesse and Jamie's and like the old Gruber showed up early. With two pizzas from Brooklyn Brothers. And I was like, yeah, that's hot. I'm eating it. <laughs> yeah. Good man. <laughs> yeah, that's. Gosh, Ted, I, I might end up back over at your favorite Texas bar. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Watching little out Wood the sunshine. Yeah. Little Woodrow's. I've been to Shout out Little Woodrow's. And the three of their locations and to their bars, what, six times in three total days in Texas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, your number of days in Texas is lower than your number of Woodrow's visits. I love that. Um, Ted, are you watching it at the house or going to a buddy's place? I think I'm going to go to a buddy's place. I had one offer, but it's like a different group of friends than I usually run around with. So I'm like, like basically me and like a small group of four people have been watching it the last couple of years together. And I don't know how to explain this, but sometimes mixing groups just isn't good for like some people involved in your one group. And I'm like, ah, this party's kind of bigger. It's a nice house, but I'm like, those guys aren't the best at ball busting. And I'm like, I think it would be a little much for a couple people in my crew, but I've already kind of committed. Like, all right, we watched it last year together. Let's watch it this year together. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Honestly, I think that's why bachelor parties can be a little bit weird. Bachelor and Bachelor X, you're mixing 
friend groups. You're mixing oil and, and vinegar or oil and water sometimes. And it doesn't always. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think that's the right move. Stick with your crew. The loyalty. Yeah. The right move. Well, and frankly, like big Super Bowl parties are awesome. But like, I don't know, man, you get a smaller group. You could get all the food you want. All right. Let me ask you guys this. Obviously, it's not chicken wings because Matt doesn't give a shit anymore. But what is, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Matt actually looks pissed at it, but I'm just just wrestling with you, bud. <laughs> what is the one food you would say you got to have? Oh, man. Like to well, me, I got to so have a yours. piece of pizza on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't care if the rest of the menus barbecue or whatever. I'm like, we got to have like at least a piece of pizza. I feel like that's unique to you. I don't know that. I, I don't think when people like, all right, you know, family feud when they're like, all right, top five answers on the board, like name, Correct. like, you know, the number one food in America for Super Bowl. Like, I don't think pizza would be on there. Oh, well, you're wrong. I was just looking at a list today. It's number one. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget, too, when we start this podcast, like they haven't been reading the complete sheet all day. <laughs> like these other little facts trying to get their food segment ready on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. We would have just waltzed in here and called it a cottage pie or a shepherd's pie. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I feel like um, honestly, like some some kind of crazy chili dip pretty good yeah. all right like all something right. like that like some fritos and some dip is is something i enjoy you know a little cheese in there but there's a lot of great super bowl foods um yeah i guess it makes sense that pizza's on that list i feel like I i've been to a lot of super bowl gatherings with donuts which is a weird one chips yeah i feel like i've got lays has got to be they've got yeah. the super bowl right ruffles and french onion dip mm. good call you gotta Dude. like have a couple I, of those i would I also say Get Go ahead, fresh ones, the the sizable ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I got. Bag. I have one buddy that makes like a homemade guacamole. I was like, you should break that out for Super Bowl. And I was like, but we're gonna go crazy. We're just gonna use regular nacho cheese Doritos. <laughs> 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 and Kyle, one of your signature dishes, I think pigs in a blanket is pretty. Uh, is pretty like synonymous with a Super Bowl party. Dude, straight up, Matt's gonna have to believe me, but pigs in a blanket. F- Everybody thinks that <laughs> everybody laughs at it when you walk in and it's always the first thing completely gone. You got to use little Smokies. You got to get the Pillsbury Doughboy um, like croissant. Crescent. Yeah, yeah, Crescent croissant. Crescent. I don't I actually don't I literally don't know. But yeah, the little Crescent roll things and then a little tiny piece of Beecher's cheese. There you go. Beecher's cheese on half. And then I always put just one of them. I always put two weenies in it. And it just sits. Nobody touches it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it like just warps people's brains every time. And they're like, what's what, what's going on with that one? Two weenies. <laughs> I told you one of my favorite stories is the the year the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Right. And I'm dating this girl in West Seattle. Like I've told the story enough, but right. I, I already got like picked up a pizza, Papa John's. And then I'm in that safe way. And like, as I'm walking down the aisle to get little Smokies, there's just a dude there waving his arms. Folks, we are out of little Smokies. <laughs> <laughs> That's apocalyptic. It's just like, I'm going to stop you right there. Don't even walk down aisle 16. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you the last three times I've bought a block of Velveeta cheese has been either the Friday or Saturday before the Super Bowl. God, That's wild. 
That makes me think <laughs> I should I should put my my dish together this week. Yeah. Also, like I don't know, man. Velveeta has its place, but the older I get, I'm like that. That's just yeah. We could make Dude, something else. Let me hit you guys with my quandary on Super Bowl. So I usually do the little smokies, whatever. But the person's house we're going to. Ted, you saw him when you were here and you were like, wow, that's a handsome man. And I was like, yeah, he's ripped, right? I'm like, that's because he not only owns a chain of gyms, but also he was like a a model for Nike and Under Armour. Oh, so, the dude we saw on the street? Yeah. Yeah. So That guy's a brick house. Yeah. But so they eat really healthy. So I'm like, do I make, do I go outside of my norm and try to make some like crazy health food? to bring to the Super Bowl, which it is at their house. And so I'm like, all right, like maybe I show up on their terms, but then I'm like, you know what? Then I just, I would rather take the judgment and be who I am. And so become who you are. I think I'm going to bring a little Smokies. My girlfriend will be embarrassed. I don't care. I think you got to, you know, dance with the girl who brought you and little Smokies got me as far as I, the little Smokies got me to 37. Go ahead, man. What's up? Man, I I was just waiting. Well, sorry, I I get off task and I dwell. But we were talking about colloquialisms and correcting people earlier, and then Ted called it a brick house when it's a brick <laughs> house. Yeah, you're not well, wrong. So I was about to say, look, we're we're gassing Matt up to take those wings. You better take little Smokies to this guy's house, cop. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's he's not bringing them though. And so if he was, I certainly would feel a sense of obligation. But as it stands now, I do feel my options are open. I mean, I could obviously do something weak, like a hummus dip. I could go middle of the road and do like a, um, you know, a, a jalapeno. Uh, what's that called? The jalapeno dip, um, jalapeno artichoke heart dip. Pretty good. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Little Smokies is probably probably where I'm going to end up. But we'll see. And also, Set, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday, man. Like, I'm sure they eat clean all the time. Like, I, I will, I will make you a five dollar bet. If you show up with those, I guarantee you, if not that guy or his wife or girlfriend, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's a boyfriend. I don't know. Uh, one, one, one of somebody will pull you aside and go, "I'm so happy you brought these. I love these." Yeah, especially <laughs> if all the food is like super healthy. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, Funnily enough, it is a wife and she's on the cover of running magazine. Like I, she didn't mention, I like looked up her Instagram at some point. I was like, Oh my God, how many covers has she been on? She's like, uh, the, the only reason I know that is I came back to our building. It was 103 degrees outside and she was there in running shorts, like breathing hard. And I was like, no effing way. I'm like, did you just go for a run in 103 degree heat? She ran 10 miles. It's like, Nothing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, they're healthier than any person on earth. <laughs> I mean, I remember having a Christmas party and uh, having a buddy there that was a personal trainer. And I can't remember if it was him or the girl he brought who was a trainer. And they were just geeking out over regular ruffles. Like, I never eat these. So, like, I have a <laughs> feeling you show up with pigs in a blanket. There's going to be some people happy they're there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fight the power. Uh, I'm just doing the normal. I'm going to make a sausage dip wherever I go. Mm. And then, uh, let's get say, and then I'm just going to pick up some, some pizza. Sometimes on Super Bowl, I go a little fancy. One year I went to like windy city pie, you know, like mm. a Chicago deep dish. 
So like, that's, that's my big plan that. And I'm like, what, you know, a zillion beers. Ted, <laughs> I was thinking of you on on Sunday, we were at a, um, a Texas, excuse me, a Texas chili cook-off. And uh, nice. they had one of the events was like uh, competing dips. And I was like, it's like Ted would take this thing down right now. It was a legit prize too. It, uh, yeah. Sunday know. was weird, man. No football. Like, uh, I got done things a little earlier than I thought in the day. So I just popped into my local at like one thirty. There's only like five people in there. And I just looked, I was like, it's so weird. I, I don't know what to do. It's just Sunday afternoon. It's sunny outside. So now I'm inside in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in Delaware. That's wild. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break here and we'll come back with uh, emails. What's Matinin and the cop topic? What's I was on people being alpha males? I knew we get some emails. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We did that. <laughs> all right, you ready to start it back up? All right. Well, thank you to our sponsors while I'm laughing is because I just said, I don't know if Matt's going to leave it in. Like, well, I, I didn't I didn't S on them by just we brought up alpha male. So I assumed we'd have a few extra emails this weekend. So, Mr. Cobb, let's read some emails. Yeah, we got a couple a couple alpha males and some sleep hacks, too, and a couple birthday wishes. So um, just general blanket thank you everyone who uh, reached out to me for my birthday i was able to get back to some people some people i was not but i see them in here i read them kelly s years i didn't even get to it um all right incels and the alpha male thing greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land all the land all the land you guys were talking a bit about so-called alpha males and how it ties into incel culture and i think you pretty much nailed it i just wanted to comment on something cobb said about how it seems to be on the rise in direct relation to female success in academics, careers, etc. I think you're totally right in identifying that connection. But what I completely don't understand is why so many boys, men react to that by becoming toxic, entitled little brats who treat women like objects and think that they deserve access to any woman uh, they want just because they have a penis. Uh, why not just, you know, actually put effort into school? Why not work on developing social and emotional skills like the girls do? Maybe hit the gym a few days a week. They all want 10 out of 10 models to date them, but they're slobs who drink more Mountain Dew than water and have the body you get from that. They expect women to stay in shape and watch their diet, but somehow they shouldn't have to. Anyway, my point is that I think there is stupid, there's this stupid, toxic attitude of male exceptionalism really driving this crap, and their issues boil down to the fact that they're lazy, entitled pieces of work who refuse to put in the effort to get what they want. In the world of wolves, the alpha is the most competent or most trusted, not loud, entitled a-holes who can't back it up with any actual appeal. If they spend as much time working on themselves as they do talking, they'd probably manage to be decently attractive. Cheers, Chris. All right. I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I would say, I think related to that, yes, women have much, much better social and emotional skills. Um, and so it it's tough that they're crushing academics now too but also they were you know prohibited from higher education for a long time which kind of gave guys the upper hand and then the other piece is that guys traditionally work more dangerous jobs and like more blue collar jobs like i mean i think like 99% of guys like doing or people doing roofing are males like people driving excavators people you know uh miners and like stuff like that so hard hard jobs is the wrong thing uh, like 
physical jobs. And so I think that's part of what's driving it is those opportunities, I don't know, uh, call to men more. But yeah, there is a weird sort of like inversion right now in the dating scene that, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you recognize that. And I'm with you. There is a male exceptionalism that's really weird. I think for a long time, men were the breadwinners. So they kind of skated by and now uh, women are having their day. Yeah. And like, look, I I think it's also just built into our culture as guys. It's like, well, like if you get the job, you get this job and you work hard, like this stuff will just come to you. It's like, well, you still got to know how to talk to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like a good job, a good it doesn't equal a girl's going to like you. On the same token, just being a nice guy doesn't mean a girl's going to like you either. <laughs> you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to want her. She's got to want you as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Uh, hey, fellas. Big ups to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Just wanted to touch base on Alpha Wolves per the most recent episode. Ted did a great job summarizing the story, but I thought I'd add some clarity because it makes it even funnier. The original study where the Alpha Wolf myth comes from was performed on wolves raised in captivity. So there's a specific set of circumstances that wasn't prevalent throughout wolves in general, just on those unique few. The author of the study then went on to observe wolves in the wild and found that they adhered to a traditional family structure. So children follow their parents and elders, raise cubs of their own, etc. Meaning that the entire alpha wolf, wolf thing was just bollocks. There never was an alpha beta hierarchy whatsoever in wolf culture. Uh, after this, the author went to disprove their original theory and redact their original findings. But it was laser, later resurrected by Jim Bro douchebags who continue to mention it whenever they're called out for their bad behavior. So whenever anyone describes themselves an, as an alpha wolf, their regurgitating talking points have been evidently disproven over many years. Thanks for bringing this up on the cast, Ted, and thanks to all uh, you all for continuing to be one of the best pods around. Cheers, Mikey Dubs. Mikey, you're absolutely correct. Uh, I remember reading about that also. We were sort of talking about the alpha, the the culture of like incel alpha dudes on the internet. But you're right that the original Remind alpha wolf people thing is not inc- true incel is again involuntary celibates it's a community of people who would like to have sex but are not able to because uh they don't have relationships with people they're attracted to seems like an appropriate time to bring this up uh just just putting this out there oh god yearly physical we're clean as a drop (laughs) (laughs) that is not the direct dude i thought we were about to get roasted nice dude hell yeah good for you ted very available very disease free ted smith got a full head of hair but it is on his face (laughs) in the form of a beard (laughs) that's pretty nice dude um also for the record like if you listen to this podcast, I feel like we talk about stuff in a decent enough manner where it's like we're not trying to draw reactions out of people. But what was it last Wednesday at work? I look, I turn around, I look at Mike. I go, hey, man, did you listen to the podcast? He's like, uh, just a little bit. I was like, what'd you think about all that alpha male stuff? And then like, I was like, hang on, that came out terribly wrong. Looks like I'm trying to suck you into a conversation about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had somebody recently, like two weeks ago, after a few beverages, go, so you want to talk about these pronouns? And I went, not with you. I know you have something to say. And I, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Gentlemen, uh, giving Ted's gushing fandom of the Harlem Globetrotters, with good oh, reason, nice. they're dope. 
I thought you boys might enjoy a little more info about them and their perpetual whipping boys, the Washington Generals. First and foremost, the games are not fixed. That means the Generals have a legit shot to win each game. They just get crushed almost all of the time. Uh, Okay, questionable, Carson. Carson, I love you, but I was there. They, The Generals were winning in the fourth quarter. Look, I don't want to give anything away if there's kids listening. But usually halfway through the quarter, as it's a running clock, they stop to do kind of a fun performance. They definitely reset that score to like 92-92. <laughs> yeah, and also like, you know, the stat line, I feel like doesn't lie. I mean, what is it like? You know, whatever Ted said, like 1,700 victories to six or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Seems unlikely. Carson, you have a lot of credibility on this podcast, but I feel like this may be your first miss. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's let's read on, boys. Let's read on. It's also impossible unless you go on Etsy to find General's gear. <laughs> 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 I've been looking, boys. Damn it. The Generals became the Globetrotters' permanent opponent because by 1953, the Globetrotters were so dominant that no other legitimate teams would play them anymore. All right. Uh, Okay. Well, then why wouldn't they just play pro? The Generals were a semi-pro team originally called the Philadelphia... I don't even know how to say that word, but he says it's not a typo. S-P-H-A-S. The Sfaz. Philadelphia Sfaz. And have also... uh, and have also played the Globetrotters under the names Boston Shamrocks, Baltimore Rockets, New York Nationals, Atlantic City Seagulls, and the New Jersey Reds. Finally, in 1948, the Globetrotters actually beat the NBA champion Minneapolis Lakers. The NBA was still segregated at the time, so when it began admitting black players in 1950, the Globetrotters were credited with a role in making integration happen. LARP on, Carson the lawyer. If you can't win with reason, go for volume. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty cool i forgot they like right they were like a real team it's also wild like most people don't know the lakers started in minnesota <laughs> oh yeah that's true land of a thousand lakes yeah exactly it's not like you go to la and it's like look at all these lakes yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that boys got to pop the Maybe right now <laughs> all right it's getting sexy in here Honestly, it's just, it's hot as hell in this closet. It's like 90 degrees, just a second. And for people who don't know, I podcast from the closet in my house because it's the clothes dead in the sound. It's like a little recording studio. But it's honestly, I, I think uh, my girlfriend's like taking a bath or showering or something. So that heat's just ratcheting up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it is on the other side of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, Ted, you know where I'm at, dude. The bathroom <laughs> yeah. is right, right there. Nowhere to run back here, man. No airflow either. Um, <laughs> you also have to be careful because Cobb's uh, girl is a tiny human and maybe everybody agreed to take naps in the afternoon and Cobb's up and you're in the bathroom about to start peeing and she pops out of that closet. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it startled me. <laughs> uh, anyone off, else finds themselves in that situation. <laughs> Matt, you're the only one that maybe has a chance of being in this situation. <laughs> You know, Ted, weirdly, you're not the only one that that's happened to. (laughs) There's been one other. He lives in Portland. Uh, First off, happy birthday, Cobb. Hope you were able to catch a beat. (laughs) Strong start. Strong start. Secondly, Matt casually mentioned that no one is interested in his golf stories. I say horse pucky. Keep them coming, Matt. A good day on the course for me is an average day on the course for you. 
So I'm always inspired by your two cents. I only golf about once a year, so I like to live vicariously through your birdies, eagles, and nice weather. On the cop topic, my hack for falling asleep fast is getting up early in the morning, working hard, and eating healthy. I don't do these things to improve my sleep, but rather improved sleep as a result of doing these things. Allow me to elaborate. Five days a week, I get up at 3.30 in the morning and go to the gym. Then I start work at 6 a.m. I work a blue-collar job doing commercial HVAC service, so I'm usually exhausted by two. When I get home, I assume the dad role while my wife goes off to work. I have a four-year-old who has the energy of a six-month Labrador, six-month-old Labrador puppy. Let's just say lots of caffeine is consumed in my 18 hours of awakeness, and by the time 9 p.m. rolls around, I'm asleep within five minutes. Thanks for all the good vibes. Spencer and Tanino. <laughs> Damn, Spencer, getting that workout in at 3.30, dude. That's, that's impressive. That's one of the manliest things someone has written into this podcast ever. Straight up. Yeah, Boys, am I wrong? 3.30 is early. And he's going to work full day after that and Oof. be a parent. Like Oof. Most people would just sleep through it. Good for Oof. you, man. Damn. Spencer, I thought this was going to be Ted's year. It could be your year, dude. Ted's sleeping <laughs> at 3.30. You're up getting it at 3 o'clock. Yeah, full disclosure, I'm asleep at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. I mean, Ted's up getting cricket at 5, but that's no 3. <laughs> and he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, now now, uh, now, I'm watching some Six Nations. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay, this is a really long one, so I'm going to kind of skim. Um, I've heard of folks adding magnesium powder to their herbal bedtime tea to help them sleep, but you have to be careful which kind of magnesium. Some are meant as laxatives. Uh, most of the time I'm unable to fall asleep, um, because I'm having thoughts like running rampant through my mind. Can't shut them off. Here's a couple quick tips. Uh, breathe deeply, relax your face, drop your shoulders and arms, work your way downward, clear your mind. Practicing this for six weeks in a row is supposed to help you master it. If anything else, if any, if anything, it's nice, relaxing, mindful meditation, which is always helpful. Sweet dreams and LARP on. Wait, she may have said this. So she said a military method. So I've heard this for commercial pilots. Um, uh, she didn't sign her name, but I don't think she minds. Michelle, um, I like it. Yeah, I heard about it for commercial airline pilots. What they do is they would close their eyes and then they try to relax every small muscle in their face, which you you do say in this. I just I skipped over, but slowly relax all the muscles in your face, starting from your forehead and then moving downward over your cheeks, mouth and jaw. Focus on one part at a time, breathing deeply and letting go of any muscle tension you're holding. Relax your tongue and the muscles around your eyes. It totally works. I've tried this and it works like a dream. Great, honestly, great, best suggestion. I think we talked about it too. Cobb, you got me into it, like the Oprah Winfrey, like 20 minute power nap. But I also, love the Oprah like, Winfrey power nap. And I've been with you where, like, we obviously didn't fall asleep, but we were just like sitting in somebody's house and we just like sat there for 20 minutes and closed our eyes. Like, Kind of wish bars had like a little side room. You know, you've been in there watching games like, hey, man, I'm going to go to the nap room for 30 minutes. I'll be back. Yeah, go get a quick one. Get a quick Oprah 20. Yeah. I mean, and I don't blame bars. Generally, if you nap there, they throw you out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's time to go to the wing king himself. <laughs> See what's 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 happening. Hey, what's good? What's man? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's man? Check out what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's man? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's man? Check out what's happening. Oh man. 
Yeah, so I guess I kind of talked about those Firebirds games already. <laughs> but I did that. I guess that was Wednesday, Thursday last week, back to back. All right. That was. I wasn't... was impressed how quickly you acquired that bobblehead. It's always like, oh, I got to get it for him. Yeah. Thank you for the thought. That's nice. Yeah. Too. And yeah, they gave him out 6,500. I got one of the last 10. Wow. Damn. Mm-hmm. In the entire stadium at the club entrance, which I didn't know there was a club section. And it's got this like kind of downstairs um, buffet and like little lounge and a bar, which they they gave me a wristband when I walked in. And so the bar had like prices listed for drinks, but they weren't charging us for drinks because of our wristband. So um yeah, these were pretty nice. It was a pretty nice little place and a, a just a classier take on the Firebirds game. Um, just an elevated experience um, that I was, yeah, I just had a great time. Uh, and the f- first night I went with my client who gave me the tickets and then they gave them to me for back-to-back nights. So the second night I went with Tyler Um and I mean, they had different food at the buffet both nights. I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and were they charging for booze and like the sodas were free or were or no? Like- um, because I got beer for my client when I went down there for a soda water. I was like, You want me to grab no your beer? Yeah, because he asked when we got our food, he was like, Yeah, I'll take a beer. And it was like, What do I owe you? And they're like, Nothing. And he was like, Oh, okay. He's got the good pass. Yeah, he got him from his friend. So, right. yeah, and it was like VIP entrance, um, parking lot, and, you know, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and so the the Firebird, like, the Firebirds won in a shootout the first night. Both games were against a team that we played in the playoffs last year and beat the Calgary Wranglers, who were like considered the other top team um, with the other best goalie in the AHL besides Joey Decord, who Seattle now loves. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <right>. Um, and <laughs> so the, the rivalry was real. Like I was fired up. I was driving down there with my client who's like, you know, they're all, they're all class. He's really cool. He's really chill, but they're all, you know, somewhat classier than me, I would say. And I'm like, man, these fucking Wranglers. And I'm just like, it totally in sports guy mode (laughs) as I'm driving his Tesla to the the parking lot. (laughs) I was just like, what am I doing here, man? Um, but yeah, we we had a good time. I was very loud, um, you know, and uh, yeah, went to, went to overtime in a shootout the first night. It was super physical, and honestly, I think the Firebirds just like beat the life out of them. Like the next night, they didn't. They had a good like opening five minutes, and but they didn't score. And then the Firebirds just took it to them for the pummeled them for the rest of the night. Um, they pulled their back up and had to put their starter back in because it was back to back nights. So they had the second guy start the second night. And then after the fourth goal, they were like, you know what? Sorry, dude, you're not getting a full night's rest tonight. Get out there <laughs> idiot, wow. back on the bench. <laughs> yeah. So we had a good time. Uh, 
And then the second night we found these hoodies. The first night I got a bobblehead, one of the last 10. The second night we got the last two medium hoodies. I mean, that's a good haul. It's the little things, man. Honestly, that's sick. And so, uh, oh man, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to put anybody on blast here, but yeah, I, I just have people that are like doing more adult accomplishments in their life, but understand how stoked I am for my ice blue hoodie and my Fuego bobblehead. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you no, a good job. I'm, I'm you got your you. girl. It's like you don't have any kids. Like, don't sweat it. That should be the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that was that was super fun. Uh, this weekend I worked a bunch. Saturday, Sunday we played. It was a funny like, oh shit, the football's basically over. What do we do? Like sequence with my dad. We woke up, we played eighteen holes, we got breakfast. We're like watching the Pro Bowl games, like kick tack toe thing at the clubhouse afterward, and then we're like trying right. to put golf on but the pga tours been canceled for weather at pebble beach so we put on live golf and then it was like our first time watching live golf and we're watching these awkward ass pro bowl game things and we're just like what is going on and then we just went out and played another 18 we played 36 holes oh my um, god that's the so way to go it was great it was so fun man i walked the first 18 I shot an 89 from the blues. Um, I hit a house, but I got a par on the hole because it bounced off the house onto the other fairway. And I just hit this like perfect chip shot, but a perfect chip shot from 50 yards out up a hill. I was still 20 feet away from the hole. It's still a massive putt to sink. Um, That's what on we a call members three. bounce. Yeah. Par three. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then I hit another house on the second 18 and we pull up. And the and my dad's like, that was loud. Like, you might have broke something. And I'm like, it sounded pretty, like, solid. I thought it was a roof, you know? Like, anyway, so we, we pull up, and the lady's out back with her hands on her hips. Oh, no. All right. And she's like, was that you? And I was like, yeah, that was me. So, sorry about that. And she's like, that was my house. And I was like, yeah. You no, live on I, a golf I, course. Yeah, exactly. Like I could see that it was your house because you're out here with your hands on your hips, lady. And, <laughs> and then, like we're like waiting. My dad and I are both like waiting tensely to like for her to tell us what I just broke. And my, my dad's like, "Did anything break?" And she's like, "No," but it was it was loud. And we're like, "Yeah, we heard. Like you can hear." 200 yards back on the tee or whatever it is too. Like we know. Um, and so, yeah, I took a, I still, I got a bogey on that hole. Like I still tell played. me it was laying in her yard. No, I think it oh. probably, it had a big toot. So Ted, I've taken the slice out of my repertoire. Okay. For the most part, I was hitting dead straight, good draw or like the tiniest little fade. Um, and a bunch of like left ones that just like curved to the rough on the left. And then these two, I just like yanked left. And yeah, it was when you, when you start going left, you're, 
it's because you're closing the club face better. You're generating more speed at the on the ball. Like these these balls are going. I was missing long and left the whole time, so they had some speed on them. Like I've I've developed a a faster golf ball that I hit now, and it goes to the left and it hit two houses, but nothing broke, and I got a par on one of the holes. I'm with Cobb on this one. I have like you can't be mad. You live on a golf course. Yeah. Yeah, like, she knew what she was signing up for, and nothing broke. Like, yeah. I like that Mitch was out there just mad dogging her, like, well, what'd we break? Yeah. Nothing? All right, well, then have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> she said it was loud. Like, yeah, all right. I mean, yeah. did, did you not notice the grass behind your home? Right. This isn't normal grass. This isn't the forest. Yeah, this yeah. can't be the first time. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's only one thing they could have done different. Could have looked her straight in the eye and said, golf, uh, come <laughs> off it, you old bag. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. <laughs> With that said, like it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Sorry, Matt. Matt. You, got a, I, I, you got a lot of editing tonight. Matt, I bet if you had worked that one in, Mitch would have died laughing. <laughs> you just <laughs> mad dogger and say, come off it, you old bag. Uh, um, <laughs> Okay, so um, I was listening. So there's like a couple podcasts I listened to. I was listening to one while I was out on a walk the other day. I was like, kind of feeling like I don't know, like anxious slash mad. I threw this com- this podcast on. I was l- listening to it walking around the lake here in Austin, and uh, I realized that it's my comfort show. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, God, like it's possible that we are the comfort show for somebody else. They're like, oh, like I'm saving my my the podcast episode till Thursday or whatever it is at work or when something goes wrong. So. Uh, cop topic this week. What's your comfort show? And believe me, we do not need a bunch of emails that just say the podcast as good as that feels. Um, but it's a serious question. I mine changes like over time. And it could be a TV show, movie, I was gonna whatever. Say, some of you do repeatedly. Used to be Seinfeld. Then for a lot of years it was Family Guy. Then like Rick and Morty kind of got in there a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh Overall, I'd probably say Trailer Park Boys. I bet I've uh, watched every season of Trailer Park Boys probably four times. Dude, like I, I could know put, that about you, Julian. Uh, oh yeah, I could put on an episode right now and just be like, "All right, cool. Like, I'm just gonna chill out and watch Trailer Park Boys." Dude, that's awesome. That's a great show. I love, I love Bubbles. I love Julian. Just the whole setup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way of the road, boys. <laughs> yeah that's awesome <laughs> i didn't know you were a trailer park boys guy oh yeah dude i love i just honestly i love that like every scene he like starts with like a rum and coke in his hand basically and just like <laughs> always yeah. great show so great funny. show um yeah i was thinking about um podcasts more as far as like yeah, I'll just there's this one. It's actually an Odyssey podcast. So shout out company. Still got <laughs> it down here. Um called Seattle Overload. And it's uh all about like the Seahawks and these guys that like know way more about football than me talking about like schemes and stuff. But I'll just like put it on when I just kind of want to relax because the one guy has a British accent. That I just find very, it's just fun hearing a Brit talk about American football. And then the other guy, um, his voice is very like 
low and monotone and it's just like a very soothing audio experience um and they do have some like funny moments sometimes but it's really just more of like i can tune in i can tune out and like if if i'm just like driving somewhere where i don't really want to listen to music um but i'm not like trying to pay attention to something that's going to make me laugh or think or learn you know like Seahawks banter between a Brit and this other dude. It's just like, it's so nice. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. And sports definitely do. Like I'm, I'm borderline emotional. The first uh, red zone of the year. And then also, frankly, like the CBS sports music for college football. It's like, yeah. All right. It's good. Day. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sports probably the most trying to think. I mean, it sounds so weird, but just given my job, I don't listen to enough audio stuff outside of like being in a car or something. Yeah, no, honestly, I think like, yeah, you don't want to get high on your own supply, but also, uh, yeah, I think just like comfort show in general. Yeah, it could be TV show, whatever you do when you're just like, all right, I just got to shut it down for a bit, you know? Yeah, and it's easy, especially like, look, I know I go through it. I, I'd imagine all three of us. I know a lot of people do. Like sometimes when you're focused on something and you just can't get it out of your head, like that's why I like something like that. It's like I don't have to think because like mentally for whatever reason tonight, I just can't get over this hump. So let me at least watch something that I know will put me in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah, it is like you just kind of want to zone out for a while. Yeah. Also, for the record, I watched the Grammys Sunday because, I mean, there's nothing else to watch. Like, it's kind of a banger of a show. Like, there was a lot of good performances. Like, it's been a long time since I've watched a whole award show. It's like, it's kind of awesome. Olivia Rodrigo brought it, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you well, see the guy Killer Mike? Yeah, dude. Got arrested afterwards. Yeah. What yeah. Then we got hell? three awards. I mean, plus, like, I love Mariah Carey. Then she's given an award for Miley Cyrus. I was hoping they might make out. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I like that Miley Cyrus. Dream. Yeah, I know we're all Miley Cyrus fans. Like, maybe a lady should wrestle a little bit or at least tickle fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, real quick before we go. Niners or Chiefs? MCTP. Go Chiefs. Cobb. Dude, I'm a lifelong hater of the Niners, so I'm pulling for the chefs. All right, we're all pulling for the Chiefs, which isn't surprising. Now let's try this again. Who do you think is going to win? MCTP. Ah, <laughs> still the Chiefs. All Talk right. myself into it. Chefs. I, yeah. I mean, look, on paper, I feel like the Niners are a better team, but I have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes in any playoff postseason game. Like and the I guy just wins. Do they have Taylor Swift? No. I know. That's my ultimate fantasy. They win. Kelsey catches a touchdown on stage, kisses the trophy, kisses Taylor, proposes proposes to her, and then retires. Wow. <laughs> wow. She's got a new album. He's got another trophy. Let's go. God, American dream. It could happen. You heard it here first. The podcast, Pump the Stock. Oh, man. All right. For MCTP, for Cobb, the Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.